Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of TMG. That's Tell Me Something Good. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Guys, I'm super excited to be here tonight. As always, I kind of bring a little energy with me every time I go. You always hey Travis. You're always excited. Yeah, I am. Because I'm always looking for something good to talk about. Guys, before we get started, as always, got to give a shout out to my bestest, bestest fan all in the world, my lovely wife, Nicole. Nicole, I know you're watching. I know you're listening, girl. That's your shout out. And in a very, very short time, this show has taken off. I just celebrated a year anniversary in May, and it's been heard all around the globe. Guys, places like the Philippines and Vietnam, I'm just so excited that, well, tonight, guys, I have a very special guest who's going to join us, and we're going to talk about some things that I know is going to help. Guys, has anyone, i got to put this question out there, has anyone ever felt stuck before? I, no, listen, I mean really, really stuck. Like you just couldn't move forward. Like no matter what you tried, you couldn't do go further than where you are. Maybe there's some reasons behind that. So tonight, guys, we have a very special guest today on TMG, Dr. Michelle Maidenberg. She's going to come on and she's going to join us, guys, and she's going to share some tips. So let me stop running my mouth and bring Dr. Maidenberg on. Dr. Maidenberg, you're here. How you doing? Hello. I love your, your – you have so much energy. It's, like, contagious. <laughs> Thank you so much. My wife says I wake up on 10. She said, can you at least wake up on three sometimes? I said, I'll try. I need whatever you have. I need that. <laughs> You need to bottle it. Seriously, you need to bottle it. <laughs> I'll sell it. <laughs> exactly. We all need it, especially now, right? When things oh are Oh, my like... gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Dr. Maidenberg, so yeah. I know, I know you. We've talked. I got guests who's watching, those who's streaming. And there will be some streaming in later because I know they will. Let the audience know a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I'm a therapist. I do uh, I, I do different types of therapies. I do something called um, ACT, which is acceptance and commitment therapy. 
uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is, you know, a very well, well-known type of treatment. And then uh, something called EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization reprocessing. And I also do a lot of mindfulness. I teach a mindfulness graduate course at NYU. So my practice is really filled with, you know, mindful like Buddhist precepts. I, I use a lot of mindfulness in my practice, a lot of it. I also have a foundation. Um, which is called Through My Eyes, and it offers free clinically guided videotaping for chronically medically ill individuals who want to leave a video legacy for their children and loved ones. Oh, wow. That sounds nice. Yes. Yeah. Really, really therapeutic for people like, you know, are unfortunately ill and at our, you know, end of life. Um, So that's a big part of my work. And I I do a lot of different types of things. I do a lot of writing. So I'm a blogger for Psychology Today, which I love doing. And then I also have a book coming out in September, which is called Ace Your Life, Unleash Your Best Self and Live the Life You Want. And it's predicated on acceptance, compassion, and empowerment. Wow. Those are some things that everybody needs right now. You know, acceptance, compassion, and empowering a lot. There's so many obstacles. And I don't really call them obstacles. I call them life distractions. There are mm-hmm. so many distractions to what we're trying to achieve in our, with ourselves, whether uh, you know you have these lofty goals of, of making your career better or have a better career, or if you're just saying, you know what, I just want to be a better version of who I am. You know, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I just want to make better decisions. And you know, being able to unleash who we are plays a huge part in that. And that plays a huge part of what we're talking about tonight, feeling yeah. stuck. Yeah, I'm stuck. So I want to say something about, I use the word unleash purposefully Hmm. because it is already in us. We all have it in us. And the word unleash is we just have to really, right? Because it's in us, sometimes it gets overshadowed, you know, for reasons, right? So sometimes it could be because of our childhood. Right. It could be because of circumstances we're in. It could be what's going on in society. Like right now. I don't know a person who's not stuck. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. In so many, so many different ways. Like we're all stuck, whether like, and every day, like literally, uh, you know, my friend texted me yesterday and she's like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, there was another shooting. I was like, what? Like, I couldn't even believe that there could be another shooting. Another one. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I thought she was kidding. I really did. (laughs) It's so draining. It's so draining on our systems that what, what ends up happening is we, we really get activated in the stress response. Mm-hmm. And, and guess what? That's when we go into flight, fright, or freeze. But you know what's happening? We're all shutting down. Oh, wow. We're all shutting down. It's like we just can't take another like tragedy. It, oh, wow. it literally, literally shuts us down. So we freeze. You know, We just shut down. And I know for myself, when I feel overwhelmed, because it's mm-hmm. a feeling of being overwhelmed, like, I just don't, I just want to lay on the couch and like not move. Like, that's how I feel. <laughs> I don't know how you feel when you feel overwhelmed, but it's uh, like. I'm with you. Yeah. Whenever I feel like, you know, I, I am overwhelmed, I, I, I said, you know what? I just can't take another bad story. I can't take just another tragedy. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, you're hearing, okay, you know, I, somebody lost their shoe. These are tragedies that we're hearing that's, that are impacting people 
we'll never meet, we'll never see them other than when they interview them on the news. Mm -hmm. And they're being impacted. And it causes us, like you said, we just shut down. Like, what do I do next? Like, oh my God, what's the next thing I'm going to hear? And then what it does, I learn, I notice when I hear a lot of negativity or a lot of tragic news, it makes me begin to look at myself and I start going, where am I in this? You know, am, am I in a situation where I can be caught in something like that? Where am I stuck in something like that emotionally or mentally? You know, mm -hmm. you know, how do I think about myself in this? You know, what are my values in this situation that makes mm -hmm. me feel stuck like this? Right. And, and those are some very important questions we can ask ourselves. Yes. And one thing also just like to piggyback what you said, which is so important usually in certain circumstances we could remove ourselves from it and we can't we don't relate to it we're like oh it's happening in that neighborhood with that person and exactly that this affects everybody everybody like if you have a child you're thinking about it if you Correct. go if you, if you go to the grocery store you're thinking about it like who doesn't do those things right so we can't we can't distance ourselves as much as we we're used to doing so it forces us to really say to ourselves, how are we living our life? So like if we were in that supermarket or if we, mm -hmm. if kids, how do we, like, do we want to leave a legacy? Like, how do we want to be remembered? And it causes us to really think about our day to day. Like, and it forces us to be in the present moment because we never know. Like I always tell my clients all the time, we don't know what's going to happen in an hour from now. Exactly. I don't, know, I don't know what's going to happen in five hours. I don't even know what's going to happen in two minutes. I just know what's happening right here, right now. That's it. That's the only thing that's available to me. And every moment counts. And even like as I'm walking in the building right this morning, I was walking in the building and there was a person who was like lagging behind and you could tell they were having like problems with their leg. And I had that split second decision. Do I want to, I was really in a mad rush to come to my office. Do I want to hold the door open for them? Mm, mm. And again, that seems like, again, it seems so inconsequential. What's the big deal? Open the door, not open the door. And of course, like one thought came in of like, oh, but there's somebody behind me. They could do it. Right? Oh. Or, or what's the difference? Like I'm in a rush. They don't look like they're in so much of a rush. Like I, I don't need to be doing this. And then I said, no, because how am I going to walk away from this? What's going to be sitting with me? If I walk away and I don't do it, I'll be sitting with, should I have done it? Is, did somebody else do it? What, is yes, that, what, yes. is that, what does that say about me that I didn't do it? But if I do it, I walk away with saying like, that was my best self. Like I was being generous to somebody. And then that really contributes to my self-confidence and the way I see myself as a kind, caring person who I am. Wow. And, and, let me ask, let me, ask you something. Let me add this. When we, so when we take the time for instance life is to me life is one big moment because one moment you're here the next moment you cannot be life is one big so we're all living one moment here when you said when you make that decision it you realized you were being your best self and a lot of times when we talk about wanting to be our best selves and not getting stuck in things a lot of times we look for the glamour the stage, the big hurrah, where everyone can see it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, it's the small things that we contribute to that can really help us become our best selves. It's those small things that we do uh, consistently 
that over time that makes us better. Um, I look at things like the Grand Canyon. You know, it took water over time to make that a consistent flow. So if we have a consistent flow over time of small things, yeah. it can have great effects in our lives. Right. And while we're talking about nature, here's a good metaphor. If you're climbing up a mountain, okay, and you get tired, uh -huh. what do you do? So do you like start going down the mountain? No. You, you sit down, you take a rest, you drink a little bit of water, and you keep going to the summit. Like Absolutely. It's, it's okay to stop, and it's okay to recalibrate, and it's okay to reconnect, and it's okay, right? But like you don't go backwards, you go forwards. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and all of those little things that I just talked about, like leaving the door open and whatever the case is, whatever you practice grows stronger. Ooh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. That is such a rule that I live by and I really talk about. So every single time I open the door, you know, and that's again a metaphor for just being kind, right? Like that contributes to me feeling and experiencing my kindness, right? And if I don't open the door, that contributes to me feeling and thinking that I'm not kind or that Absolutely. I lack kindness. So I wanna like I wanna contribute to the bucket. That that, really, exactly. that 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 bucket, the kindness bucket, not the one that leads me to believe. <laughs> <that>. Yeah, totally. <laughs> not not the one that says, you know what, every morning when you have to fight through and say, you know, oh, you know, you're th not this, you haven't, you know, you didn't meet this goal yesterday, so you're not good, or the thing that tell you you're not committed to certain things when you really are. And so that being said, but Travis, that's what we're always told. That's the oh uh, yeah, you got me. Absolutely. You're going to say that, right? Yep. We are told every single day of our lives, and this is cuts across, I don't care what race, religion, whatever, gender, okay, identity, we are told we're not good enough. We have Absolutely. to always prove ourselves. That's culturally in society, we're nothing unless we prove ourselves. That's crazy. Yes. It, yeah. You know, that is absolutely, and, and here's, here's, you know, here, you know, Doc, when I hear that, here's what I think about. Uh, at the time of conception, this idea hit me today. Mm -hmm. So at the time of conception, there's probably about 250 million sperm cells trying to fertilize one egg. Mm -hmm. One egg. And we made it. You already proved yourself. You beat out 250 million people. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I mean, you beat out an entire country already. Mm -hmm. So anybody else doesn't really matter. Your values didn't start when someone patted you mm -hmm. on the back and yeah. when they gave you a raise or a title. Your value began before you had arms and legs, before you could move, before you could talk. You beat out 250 million people. You made it here off one egg. Okay, but here's the, here's the problem. It's called this. There it That's is. The problem. Because we, is. we have a negativity bias automatically. Correct. So we can't help it. We can't help it. Cognitively, neuro, our neurocognition, our brains are always working against us. Yeah. You know, and it's always leading us to believe we're not good enough and we're not Correct. kind enough and we're Correct. not nice enough and we're not this enough and that we always have to be proving ourselves. Always. You know? So I, I always say, like, there's, there's actually a sign on my door. It says, don't believe everything you think. Hmm. Yeah. 
and and I could I could prove it to you because people will convince me, right? And and I have to tell you, I got slack from this on social media because I said I say you cannot control your thoughts and feelings, only the actions that you take. And people will argue with me because if you look on social media, there's like ten ways, right? Like like I could you know like practice gratitude and be happy and if you're sad be ha become happy and all of this happiness right this like happiness trap it's it's bullshit exactly bullshit because we cannot become happy and if we're not happy the idea behind that what it's insinuating is that there's something wrong with us and guess what like sadness disappointment frustration all of those negative emotions lead us to our core values and what's important to us. We need to know that. We need to be reminded of that. Exactly. Exactly. Every day, every moment of every day. Like if I, if I was okay, if I was okay about like letting that person through the door and I wasn't like disappointed by having that thought, because I actually, right. I had a little bit of disappointment, like, gosh, I can't believe you even had that thought to like slam the door behind that person. There you go. Absolutely. What is wrong with you that you even had that thought? But then I say to myself, I am so proud of you because the reason why you're stopping is because you care about people. Because you care. Because you because, care. Because it wouldn't be okay for me to just walk in the door because that would haunt me. I would be sitting and thinking about that. And good for me for being like, for thinking or, or like experiencing that as being unkind. Right. Would I want to be any other way? Would I want to be okay with a thought like that? No. So I need the frustration. I need the disappointment because that shows me of the values that are intrinsically important to me. Absolutely. And, and, and what it does, it balances us out. It balances us out. You know, guys, you made a statement that you and I had talked about. We, people talk about, you know, I want to be happy, you know, and, and, and happiness is, you know, it's a state that you can be in for a moment. You know, if I'm hungry and I eat, I'm happy. Well, so does that mean after that, I'm not happy? <laughs> I mean, it's something that we, you'll constantly chase like a hamster on a wheel, but you'll never get because it means different things to different people. That's right. To someone who is in a village where there's not water being pumped into it and they get a well. Well, they're happy. Mm -hmm. You you may say, well, that doesn't make me happy. You know, it's different things to different people. So even the Constitution says the pursuit of happiness, of happiness not the obtaining. That's the right. pursuit, which That's means right. you will always be chasing it. Yeah. If we don't find a way to be have a value about ourselves that makes us happy, we will never achieve that happiness we're trying to chase. Okay, but Travis, here again, I'm I'm going to say this again. The, the it's impossible because of our brain. Exactly. It's impossible because of our mind. Now, here's this. Okay, think about this. If I if I ask you right now, right, mm -hmm. think about the most traumatic memory you could think of. Something okay. that happened in your life that is really painful, okay? okay? And try to tap into the painful feelings you felt during that moment in time. You could, you could probably pick up, right? And sometimes when I say that, people will actually tear because they'll connect to it so much, right? Now, think about the most joyful, happy moment of your life and try to tap into those emotions. 
You can't. You can't. You know why? Because guess what memories we hold on to? Or sticking your head. So that's one, okay? The second thing, you go to a party, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to meet people, right? You're excited. You're like, uh, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Go in there to socialize, right? One person comes over to you, starts talking to you, and you're like, cool, I'm, I'm, I'm cool, right? Like, everybody likes me. I'm the best. Then another person comes over. Then you approach somebody, and they kind of like snub you off. Guess what happens? You don't care that you have three conversations. All that's going through your mind was that one person. That one person, how unlikable you are, like how you're right. always in a spot where you can't find the love of your life or whatever the case is. Yep. That's yep. What, and you'll go home from that interaction, from those interactions, remembering the one who didn't talk that to one you person. and the three people who did talk to you. Wow. And, and 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 we wonder sometimes, and we ask ourselves, we, we we sit and wrestle with our thoughts, and we will have thirty people that will give us praise or a, a hand clap or stand, and that one person that sat down, we will only focus on that one person. And I read exactly what you said. I read that the human brain mm -hmm. is designed to think. A wired to think to that negative part first. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's lots of reasons behind it. One of it could be because the humans to survive, you know, to be more cautious when you're about your environment, where you go to protect yourself. But it sticks with us. So it's to it's always to avoid danger and threats. Exactly. And to avoid discomfort. Those Correct. are the, those are the two things that our brain constantly, constantly does. It doesn't serve us well though. It really doesn't. No, unfortunately, no. it doesn't. It doesn't, and, and it doesn't paint a pretty picture of us. No, it always paints the most negative picture. That's why it, it's important that we have to we have to really intentionally think differently yeah. because by by nature we're not going to. Yeah, I, I don't care who you are, what you've done. By nature, you are not going to think oh. of yourself in the best light. You're not going to see yourself with a high value by nature. We have to do some things intentionally to do this. Yes. And that's why, like, for example, we all compare ourselves to other people. That's, why? But again, that's an new thing because that's just what our brain does, right? <laughs> because we have to do that in order to confirm that we're okay. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Why do we need to do that? Why can't we just be okay because we're okay? Because we're okay. Why do I need because. to compare myself to somebody else, right, to confirm that I'm okay? I, I don't need to do that. But when I realize that I'm doing it, right, I, I could then, I could really be mindful and I could say, there goes my mind doing what my mind does. Like, Correct. And I literally say, like, it's like a little puppy. Come on, come on, come back here, mama. Right? Like, let's sit down and, like, yeah, let's focus on me. I know you want, like, you're so preoccupied with the rest of the world, but, like, let's come back, you know? Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So, with this being said, you know, and know that, how important, or better, let me, let me just ask this question. Value systems play a huge part. Mm -hmm. in, in the way we think about ourselves and in decisions that we make, whether we like to believe that or not, how we see ourselves, the way we think about ourselves, our values of ourselves, those value-based decisions play a huge part in what mm -hmm. we do. What is, how, 
how real important is that? Do we need to establish a value system in what in ourselves with ourselves? So that's a great question, and my whole book is about this. <laughs> so a lot of the work that I do, and um, you know, I, I really, you know, it's interesting. People think they know what their values are. Like when I ask people, "What are your values?" Um, people get confused, and they between the words goals and values. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and I have to tell you that a whole chapter in my book is about this. So I, I can't even speak about it as much as I want to because we'll be spending a whole day on it. But one thing I can say, one thing I can say, if you really want to tap into your values, the way to think about it, number one, it's unconditional. Mm. Okay. So like, for example, okay, my parenting values, right? I have four kids, okay, who I adore and who, I mean, they're my greatest accomplishment, honestly, right? Mm, absolutely. Now, if, if I, if, parenting is a higher order value of mine which it is okay the way that is unconditional is i aspire and i lean into my parenting values no matter what so for example okay i have a 13 year old daughter she could be a little sassy sometimes just say <laughs> the least and sometimes you know how that is right teenagers oh right. yeah exactly, exactly. So let's say she's really, really being sassy and, you know, even disrespectful and like kind of, right, I'm on the edge and I'm like feeling, ah, right? <laughs> and then let's say I'm walking with her and she trips. Am I going to say, oh, she's kind of being a jerk. I don't want to deal with her and let her like keep her on, like, like, you know, not pick her up on, from the floor? Yeah. No, it's not, right? Of so course. it's not based on any contingency. My parenting values are there, right, no matter what. Correct, correct. That's, that is part of our values. Now, there's values that we acquire. There's values that we aspire. There's values that are circumstantial. That's another way of thinking mm. about it. Yeah. So there's some values that are core to us, but they're ones that we've acquired based on society, based on our families of origin. They may be important to us, but, you know, not some, not ones that we like, you know, really, really kind of connect to on a, on a maybe on a deep Correct, level. correct, correct. There's ones that we aspire, so maybe we may have some of, but we really want more of, right? We maybe cool. want the, um, maybe want our creativity or whatever it is, you know. And there's some that are circumstantial. So, like for example, let's say somebody's going through a health condition, and um, they're seeing a lot of doctors and going through a lot of treatments. Health may not be a formative value, but because of the circumstance, it tends to be in that, you know, in that situation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, Absolutely. yeah. So when we identify, like I said, that it's unconditional. We're also able, what I have people do is I have people define what the value is and what specific action they're going to take in order to lean into that specific value. So I love that. If, if I'm saying that parenting is a fundamental value of mine, I need to take action on that every single day of my life. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Okay. Now, what does that mean? 
I get to define what that means. For somebody else, it's going to mean something different. For me, it's going to be something different. Absolutely. So here's the beauty of this. Here's the beauty. I do an evaluation every single night before I go to sleep. And I think to myself, I go through my values and I go and I ask myself, did I lean into my values? Did I lean outside of them? In wow. Instead of beating myself up and being self-deprecating and saying, what, you know, what's wrong with me? I'm such a bad, bad parent. Right. Like, and that's what we do. We're all or nothing. Right. Oh, of course. Either way, there's no middle, there's no middle ground. I say to myself is I didn't quite lean into my parenting value today as much as I wanted to. So tomorrow I'm going to refocus and recalibrate and I'm going to put more attention into my parenting value tomorrow. I like that. Do you hear how empowering that is? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of beating myself up for not being the parent I wanted to be, I could say to myself, this is fundamentally who I am. And I'm so proud of that, that that's so important to me that I've noticed that I haven't leaned into it. And tomorrow I'm going to do a better job. Absolutely. It, it, what, what that does, it, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about reprogramming our minds. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's kind of like uh, a computer, you know, mm -hmm. we, it, it already has a default setting. Uh, our default setting is not to think positive about ourselves. And these are some things and some tips, guys, that we can use to help reprogram. And I know there are people that are listening, that will be listening, uh, whether you're driving in your car when you hear this. And, and you have a bad, let's say this, you have a bad day. You have a bad day at work, bad day at home. And instead of internalizing that and taking that and saying, you know, you're the worst employee. They're going to fire you tomorrow. They have no intention on firing you. But because our mind says worst case scenario, you are this, you are that. And we be, I learned, Dr. Maidenberg, yeah. we become our mistakes. That's you, called you, self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we hit our toe on the bed. Oh, because you were clumsy. You hit your toe on the yeah. bed. Come you, on. You know how you were just talking about the bad day? So this is the, this is the mindset that you were just talking about. I'm this is a horrible day or this is a bad day. This is a bad moment in a wonderful day. Absolutely. Do you hear the Oh, difference? I love that. Yeah. Right? Like even just saying that, like if you say this is a bad day, guess what's going to happen for the rest of the day? You're going to attract that. You're going to draw that. It's going to happen. That you're going to be able, every single thing that happens, you're going to be like, you see, I told you it's a bad day. You see, I told you it's a bad day. Not like, oh, that shit happens, right? Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how many times, how many times a day do we have things that happen where, like, you know, you can almost laugh about it, right? Like, oh, gosh, <laughs> is something else going to happen today? Right? And then I could say, okay, Wow. Like, I am so happy that this one great thing happened to me, right? Because it's been one, one, like, time day today. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tell people this. Celebrate every finish line you cross, regardless of what your day was like. You know, if you, if you didn't do anything but make your bed up this morning, man, I made that bed up this morning. You know, I, I didn't drink coffee like I wanted to. I didn't, my day didn't go well. But man, did I make that bed? Find something mm -hmm. to lean into because you already have enough things leaning against us. We have plenty of things leaning against us. 
always find something, guys, that you can lean into and lay your hat on, so to speak. You can put your hand on because regardless of what your day has been like, there is something you can lean into on. Yes. And why is the assumption that life should be so easy, by the way? That's that's my thing. I, I, I'm be honest with you. I, I never got any guarantee that life is going to be flowers and roses and rainbows. Well, and by the way, think about this. Any single thing that we want badly enough, okay, anything, we have to put effort into. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that we don't want, have to work hard for. I, I can't think of anything, honestly, right? Like something that, whether it's an education, whether it's like, you know, parenting, whatever it is that you're doing work, you know, I don't, exercising, I, I can't think of anything that you don't work, right? You have to go through a process in order to, you know, to establish an achievement. You just have to, that's just life. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, I tell people, you know, if, if life was as, as easy as we want it to be, then, you know, it'd be great, but it's not. It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna cost you something. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no way we can go through this life and not cost you something. I don't care whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And relationships, jobs, it's gonna cost you something and you're gonna have to put some hand into it. My grandmother was a, uh, loved doing a garden. Mm -hmm. and, and in a garden, she had to get her hands dirty. And she told me, if you're gonna grow something, you're gonna have to get your hands dirty. Mm, I love that. I love that. And there's trade-offs, there's trade-offs, right? Um, the other thing, just based on what you're saying, because this is another really important point, people always think when they're making decisions that they have to come out like, um, you know, like, like the idea is like, oh, I'm making a decision and I'm choosing between vanilla and, you know, vanilla and chocolate ice cream. And they think that they have to, that, that every decision's easy, but most decisions that we have to make come with mixed feelings. Ooh. Yeah. And if you understand that, it, it really helps in decision-making, right? Like you have to know that there's going to be mixed feelings and it could be accepting of that. So like an, an example of that, which I see, especially with big decisions, like, you know, whether to get divorced exactly. or exactly. whether to whatever, right? Whether to go to school or whether to change jobs or whether to- Correct, correct. How many people just do that with full like acceptance of that? No, there's always a downside. So it's like, okay, I have both of these things going on, but what do I want to decide that's going to actually work for me while I'm accepting the other side also? So sometimes I'll have people like metaphorically using their hands as, as like, like a scale. Right, right. And, and it really helps to see it visually. Again, I'm not in the, okay, sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> Technologically, okay, there we go. But, you know, and, and to actually use your hands because you could see like, wow, this is really hard for me because I realize that I am worried about, you know, this new job and meeting new people or like how my, what my role will be or whatever the case is. You know? Exactly. It's kind of like this, guys. Uh, when you brought up the, uh, the uh, about, uh, about ice cream, I kind of look at it like this. It's kind of like Neapolitan. Mm -hmm. uh, you got chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. You don't know which one you're going to get when you scoop. You don't know if you can get more chocolate, more strawberry or what, mm -hmm. but you scoop it anyhow. So in order to get the taste of the ice cream, 
You're just going to have to scoop it. You're just going to have to live with it. You're just going to adjust to it. You just have to say, you know what? This is what I got out of this scoop in life. You know, sometimes you get more chocolate. Sometimes you get more strawberry. But you won't get anything if you don't scoop anything. That is right. If you don't scoop anything, you won't. And that brings me to this. You're talking about decision, decision making. Decisions, thousands of decisions. We make thousands of decisions every day. So let me ask you this question. Uh, what are some good habits that we can develop to avoid feeling stuck when it comes to decision making? So I have a whole bunch of tools and tips that I use. I'll just give one because, I again, we'll be here all day. <laughs> but if you, you know, again, this will all be my book. So, you know, hopefully you'll, you'll buy it and, and, and get, take advantage of all of them. But, but one, I use something called the three R's. And that's really, really helpful. And, you know, it's, it's really committing to the three R's, which is reset, reconnect, and reinvest. Okay, and I'll say that again. Reset, yes. reconnect, and reinvest. So if you feel, this could be if, for example, it could be any kind of stuckness. It could be whether you feel stuck in taking action towards something. It could be stuck, stuckness because of a feeling that's overwhelming or intense. That's not, that's kind of keeping you, I guess, um, what's a better word? Um, fearful, mm -hmm. anxious, fearful, because that happens all the time. So part of, part of the reset, and a lot of this is also mindfulness, right? Part of resetting is actually recognizing that you need to reset. Okay? Absolutely. So sometimes, Absolutely. sometimes we really want to use our senses because when we use our senses, it evokes, again, we want to evoke all of those neurotransmitters that are going to help us actually to uh, reinforce positive behaviors and habits. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so sometimes, again, saying the word reset, and I'll, and you could say it like three times, reset, reset, reset. Again, you could say it out loud because that is both an auditory because you're listening to yourself saying it, right? So the more senses that you could use, again, the more it will integrate, okay? Because it's also a physiological thing. It's a psychological and a physiological, both at the same time. Um, so that's where the shift comes in. Now, here's an example. Our PCs. Let's say you're on your computer and it freezes. Right. It freezes. What do you do? You reboot, right? You reboot. Absolutely. Now, what we tend to do, and you could, you'll probably laugh at this, is we'll turn on the key. We'll, kept on, we'll keep on pressing on the keys, pressing on the keys, um, expecting that the program is going to load quicker because we're pressing on the keys because we want to, like, get on the computer. Guess what happens? You know what your computer does? It's like... Listen, you can press your, you know, the key as much as many times as you want to, but I'm loaded on my time when I feel like it. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna wait. You're gonna wait. <laughs> well, guess what? That's what our mind and body does too. We can't force ourselves to reset until we're ready to. Okay. And we need to give ourselves the respect and time that our mind and body needs to, to reset. And that's absolutely just, that's just the way. Absolutely. So, in terms of the resetting, like I said. One of the things that we do is typically when we're in that space, we're very revved up, okay? We could have like oh, these yeah. anxious thoughts. Our bodies could be revved up. We could be very impulsive, like punching somebody out, you know, whatever it is with rage and anger. That could also be that impulsive feeling. So a way to, again, recalibrate is, you know, you could close your eyes, but think of something that has a slower pace. So for me, when I do it, I use a second hand on a clock which goes really slowly, right? Yeah. 
So when you're closing your eyes and you don't have to close your eyes, you know, I'm just saying it just helps, you know, to kind of focus better. But if you're focusing on something, pacing and taking pauses, your whole body grounds itself. Okay. You could do it with your breathing, calibrating your breathing. There's all different kinds of things you could use. One of my clients the other day said, oh, you know, I like the idea of an inchworm. Because it's like kind of the up and down, and it's very slow moving, and there's right. something moving about the rhythm, like like kind of beach waves, right? Right, right. Yeah, anything that kind of like evokes that that response, you know. So reconnect. We really want to reconnect with our body and our mind, and a way to do that is to notice our thoughts, which could be very judgmental at the time. It could be filled with negativity and expectations. Oh, absolutely. And to absolutely. call yourself on that. I like, I like to use, you know, and, and to think about, again, what value is rubbing up against that for you. So exactly. if, let's say you're activated. Let's say you had an argument with a, a family member because that happens, doesn't it? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Sometimes, sometimes, right? You could say to yourself, you know, what is it rubbing up against? It could be like family values, right? It could be, for example, um, Justice, right? That comes up a lot for me because I, I really do a lot of advocacy and I get really upset when I feel like people are mistreated. You know, that really gets me rageful. Um, whatever it is for you that it's rubbing up against, mm -hmm. to take one of the moment because there's pain and values and values and pain. Okay. Right. So if we feel pained, we know it's rubbing up against a value. And if a value is getting rubbed up against, we're going to feel pain. Wow. I like yeah. that. That that is magical. That is absolutely magical. I when love that. When you're able to tap into that, it's a magical. So that's how you reconnect. Reconnect your values and recognize if a value is being rubbed up against, or if you're having a reaction because of the value being rubbed up against. Because you're naturally good. That's naturally going to happen. Um, and then also to again commit again in that moment to understanding yourself better. What is going on for me in this moment? Okay. And the reinvest is about the doing. It's all in the doing. Like I said, what effort do you want to put into yourself in the moment to get you to connect to what's meaningful to you? And you want to remind yourself that progress and change take time and it's a process and that you're worth investing in. Ooh. Yes. And whether you feel like it or not, that is another catch. Like, I can't even say that enough. Whether you feel like it or not, it's not about your feelings. Thoughts and feelings are overrated. <laughs> Very much so. Yes. And that you deserve to be treated as the most important person that you know. I like that. The most important person. The one person that you're going to be with right <laughs> the period of time for the rest of your life is you. is you and you need to take that person seriously wow and value that person yes guys did you hear that the one person we will never escape the one person that we need to value the most the one person that we need to make sure we have better conversations with mm -hmm. is ourselves so let me ask you this all right so let me ask you this question so what is a healthy way to engage since we just brought this up 
What's a healthy way to engage with painful experiences and emotions when we encounter them so we can build a better relationship first with ourselves mm-hmm. and then with those around us to get kind of get moving again? Yes. So that is that is a magical question. <laughs> and it's all of my life's work. I don't even know how to answer that, but you know, I did a TED talk in November. That's called I know you did. I know. Called circumventing emotional avoidance. Okay. And you know, the only reason I'm mentioning it, not to mention it, but I'm really mentioning it because I talk about how our brain, you know, works against us in terms of, you know, being with and accepting our negative emotions how hard and difficult that is and how we need to be accepting of that and compassionate towards ourselves because of it. Wow. Yeah. So just to answer your question, the, what, what I, what my whole Ted talk is about is that we need to do literally it's exposure therapy, exposure work to our negative emotions. Hmm. Yeah. And the way that, the way that I do it and you know, the way that I described it in my Ted talk was to do it through metaphors. I love using metaphors. They're so helpful. So like, for example, one of the metaphors I use today in my practice, so I'm just, you know, just kind of came to mind, is I, I, I talked about how we're constantly feeling like we have a lack of groundedness. We're always feeling like we're wobbly ground, which makes us feel like very, very anxious sometimes. And I, I use the example of being on a subway. You know how sometimes the subway is really crowded and where you can't even get a spot to like hold on to the, you know, the way you, I mean, so you, you know, anybody who's been on a subway, um, when you don't have anything to hold on to, you literally, you're like kind of, or or even, even turbulation on a plane, whatever, you know, whatever it is, your body jerks just because of the movement and there's nothing you can do about it. You just gotta Mm. go with it. But guess what happens if you fight up against it? What? You constrict your body, and you could actually hurt yourself. So you know what an example of that is? If if you're if you're driving your car, okay, mm-hmm. and your car is skidding, it's raining outside. Today was a really bad thunderstorm, and your car's skidding. What do you do? Do you know this? Yeah, you don't slam on brakes. That's what you don't want to do. Right. Exactly. You go with the skid. Go with the. Oh, I love that guy. Did you hear that? You go with the skid. If you if you pull put your foot on the brake. Yeah, you're going to spin out of control. So the power in that situation is is going along the skid because eventually the car stops, it slows down, it calms, and you're safe. That is that is exactly how we're wired. If we are more accepting and loving and compassionate towards ourselves, that's when we find peace. That's when the that's again, if we struggle. And what we resist persists. Oh wow! I got to put that in chat. You got to you got to say that again. What we resist resist persists. Yes. So the more compassion and the more acceptance, the more we go with it, the more we're going to find peace. And I I can't say that enough. I I really can't. But, But that's not how we're taught. That's the problem. Right? Like we're taught if we don't like something, fix it, change it. Everything doesn't need fixing. And here's what comes to my mind. We don't need fixing. I started going somewhere. Uh, Here's what comes to my mind. Yeah. Everything doesn't need fixing. We doesn't need fixing. 
turn into the skid. You know what I think about? I think about a tree that grows bent and curved. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, why is a tree bent and curved? Because it's, it's leaning toward the sunlight. Mm -hmm. It's leaning toward the sunlight. And I noticed that when a tree naturally grows bent and curved, the tree actually compensates for the bend and for the curve, and it strengthens it in the bend. Mm -hmm. It's actually stronger where it's bent. That's right. It's actually strongest there. So our lives may seem a little bent, may seem a little bit out of shape. Yeah. And there are situations that can come to bend us. But if we look back, we're actually stronger because of that bend. Yes. And you know what another example of that is, which I love? You know, you know that when you have surgery and you have scar tissue, do you know that it's stronger than regular skin? Whoa. It is. It's stronger than regular skin. And just like, right? So you've built up this resilience and you've built, you've empowered yourself. The other thing with the tree, just to piggyback what you said, the other reason why it also curves is when there's torrential rain or there's like, like wind or whatever the case is, guess what happens? If it didn't have the bend, it would just snap off. It would snap. So guess what it does? It's able to ebb and flow with whatever comes its way. If there's wind, if there's snow, right? It just goes there's... right with it, goes right with it, and the roots stay intact. The bend is still there. It's still just yeah. as... and and if it and if it's a fruit bearing tree, it'll still bear. <laughs> fruits. That's right. Guys, listen. Listen, this is Dr. Michelle Maidenberg, guys. And tonight we were talking about finding ways to get unstuck. And I know she said some things that helped you all. Guys, listen. She has this fantastic book that's coming up right here. There it is right there. Yeah, I told you. I got you. I love the cover. I like this too. And, and don't forget, she says she likes to write she has another book. Yep. Oh, yeah. There you go. See that? A really different topic, but yes. <laughs> and free your child from overeating. Uh, guys, if you want to get in contact with Dr. Maidenberg, here is her website right here. Uh, I got it right there. You can check it out. I've already been there. I've been reading it um, well before I even contacted you, Dr. Maidenberg. Uh, guys, uh, Dr. Michelle Maidenberg, I thank you so much for joining us and helping us all and and thank you for what you're doing like travis like respect seriously like you are so inspiring like i could talk to you for hours like i don't even want to get off to be honest with you like i want to stay on here <laughs> i hear that so much everyone <laughs> says the same thing really? uh, but we are I, I I I love what you what you gave. You know, a lot of times we will will in our in my self talk with myself. I think things. I think, man, that's just really weird. That's just mm -hmm. out of there, Travis. And then when I hear guests come on and they confirm my thoughts, I know no one's heard my thoughts but me, unless yeah. I say them. <laughs> and a lot of the things you were saying really helped us. Uh, it really helped yeah. me, and it and it it it, it confirms things. I I knew. I think I was reading an article in Psychology Today. It blew my mind. I still have it on my phone where it shows, it tells us that, hey, by nature, you're going to think negative. So you're going to have to put some real action and, mm -hmm. and some work into thinking positive. And tonight, guys, we talked about self-values, those values that we need to help 
help us make better decisions about ourselves. She says, look, you deserve to, though, to treat yourself better. You know, I heard someone say this, you know, if no one wants to celebrate your birthday, celebrate your own birthday, buy your own cake, blow your own horn, put a hat on your own head, mm -hmm. and we can get away from that pursuit of happiness because it's a pursuit, guys. Think about it. Happiness will always be a pursuit. Yeah, so another, the words that I use, and this may be helpful, contentment and satisfaction. So those have to do with things you're doing. It's not a feeling state. That's the difference. Absolutely. It's about what you're doing, not how you feel. Absolutely, because yeah. think about it. We, we could feel one way five minutes later, we get the email oh, right. or a text, and bam, that's gone. And you were just so happy. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. Absolutely. That contentment has to do with knowing who we are. That's right. I'm, I'm happy with who I am. I'm, I'm happy with that. You know, I, I, I have an old pair of shoes. I'm happy with that. But it, it, it doesn't mean you settle. So get that out your head. It just means I'm happy with who I am. I've settled in with who I am. Guys, Dr. Michelle Maidenberg joined us here on TMG. Before I get out of here, guys, you know I got to do it this way. Otherwise, somebody's going to ask me. So let me go ahead and do it the way I got to do it, Dr. Maidenberg. Yes. If I don't, they're going to question me. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I got to play that music. <laughs> and there we go. Guys, listen. As always, it's been a real, real blast. Don't forget to visit our Facebook page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. And guys, as always, you can join us and stream in on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify, our Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Guys, as we get out of here and we tell Dr. Michelle Maidenberg goodbye until next time. Guys, as always, if you're going to tell me something, tell me something good. I'm out of here. Peace. I got to go. Don't hold me hostage. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.